the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, today was supposed to be the day that the illegal alien who is charged with raping and impregnating a girl who's now 10 but was 9 at the time of her rape, he was supposed to be going on trial today in Franklin County Common Pleas Court. Two counts of rape, both are first-degree felonies. His name is Gerson Fuentes. He's 27 years old. But the belief is that the case will be delayed, continued, because that's kind of how things work in the judicial system. Now, it's always interesting to me to observe the way these matters are covered in the liberal media. But I repeat myself, because all media that is mainstream is liberal and leftist. The Gerson Fuentes detail that the left continues to bring up is, I'll just quote here from Bethany Bruner's story in the dispatch. The girl's existence was publicly called into question by some Republican officials and lawmakers who disputed the reports by the Indiana doctor who performed the procedure and told the Indianapolis star about it. Yes, they always bring up the fact, as did Bethany Bruner here, three paragraphs before the end where she notes Fuentes, a Guatemalan native, not believed to be in the country legally. Notice the placement of the uh, detail in the story. The fact that Gerson Fuentes is an illegal alien who should not be in the country and is in the country only because of our lousy enforcement of our southern border, that's not as important because, trust me, I've been a reporter my entire professional life, a journalist my entire professional life, you always put the most important things in order of importance. So they rank ahead of the less important things in a news story. And if you're going to put in a news story that "Ah, those evil Republicans doubted whether this rape even happened, in your mind that's more important than the fact that the person who is alleged to have done it is in the country illegally. That is not how it should be. It should be the other way around. If this guy is in the country illegally, it should be noted, I would get it in the first or second paragraph. Be easy, Bethany. Let me show you how. The trial of a man accused of raping. Hmm. Allow me to offer a better way. The trial of the illegal alien accused of raping and impregnating a 10-year-old. Easy. See, Bethany, how easy that was? A little free advice from me, but I know you know, probably won't make you popular with your editors at the dispatch if you were to do the one thing you cannot do to draw a paycheck from the dispatch, which is prioritize the truth. So they have Fuentes DNA. Prosecutors say that it matches DNA taken from the uh, child. And she is a child. Uh, 
during the rape. It was not wrong of Republicans to question the authenticity of this story, because if you recall, this story was used by the left to indicate how evil it was that Ohio has the heartbeat bill, which precludes abortions after a heartbeat is detected. Oh, this poor girl, she had to go all the way to Indianapolis. I mean, the fact that she got there is like a miracle. It was like a modern-day version of the Donner Party. She survived like cannibals and, a, and, a, and, a, and an unsurvivable winter and everything else to make it from all the way from Columbus, Ohio, to Indianapolis on an interstate highway. What a miracle that she made it there. That's how they portrayed the story. It was also announced later that she would have been able to have it here because yeah. she's a child. Oh, Pam, this is your news background and Goodness. you're giving me facts and truth. You. By the way, that's totally left out of Bethany's story. I'm of sure. Course. Absolutely. So this is how they portrayed the story is that it's, you know, it's the evil Republicans and she had to go out of state to get this abortion. And as Pam said, no, it was a criminal act that resulted in her becoming pregnant. So she could have gotten an abortion here. And of course, now we wouldn't have had to worry about that because we have an activist judge in Hamilton County who has stood in the way of the legislative process in the state of Ohio, which legally enacted the heartbeat bill. But of course, this guy doesn't agree with it because he's an activist judge. And so nobody in Ohio can get an abortion. And we continue to have hundreds, if not thousands of babies aborted in the state of Ohio because of that evil judge. But this story and the picking and choosing on which aspect of truth you want to represent, and by the way, make no mistake, a half-truth is a lie, uh, is kind of going to become a dominant theme as we go through the rest of today's show. I have a whole stack of stories here about things that in other eras, other times, we would have gone, wait a minute, you think what? You're doing what? Like, that's crazy. For instance, you may have seen on social media the video of a restaurant in Houston, Texas. It is a security video from the restaurant. And in the video, you see a man, a robber, come into the restaurant late at night wearing a black ski mask. Um, all black clothing, black gloves. This is the uh, fashion favored by criminals. Pointing what appeared to be a handgun, a big handgun, at customers while demanding their money. He walks up and down the restaurant. He's pointing the gun at people. He's threatening people. And in the video, you see a guy seated with his back to the assailant. And the guy with the gun, the bad guy with the gun, turns his back and turns around. And then at this very moment, uh, a white man or a Hispanic man, he could have been uh, either, pulls a gun out of his holster that he had. He was concealed carrying. The robber did not know it. And he shot the guy, shot the bad guy, and killed him. Okay, if I'm in the restaurant or and I wasn't in the restaurant and I watched this video, I thought, hey, thank goodness there are people who legally carry. Thank goodness this armed assailant was neutralized. Of course, I would prefer that he had been shot and 
not been killed, but, you know, sometimes <laughs> you pull out a gun, you point it at people, and he did. He pointed it right at people, and he threatened them. Then, you know, you bought a ticket, you got to take the ride. I would have expected the guy who did the shooting to be honored by Houston police, to be lauded by the community. Look at this guy. He saved. How many people did he save? Ah. No, instead, police are now looking for the man who didn't hang around. He ran outside, got in his truck. Probably an illegal alien is what I'm thinking. He got outside, he he got in his truck, and he drove away. They're looking for him. And the reason that they believe he may have committed a crime, the uh, people who like to uh, Monday morning quarterback these kinds of things, is because the now dead suspect was brandishing a plastic pistol. Or perhaps a BB gun. And so the thinking is, you should not shoot this guy and kill this guy because he couldn't have really hurt anybody anyway because his gun was not a real gun. I know. So wait a minute. Yeah. No, I'm not making this up. You're supposed to double check. You're supposed to double check. Excuse me, Mr. Robber pointing a gun at me. Because this, this, this will go over really well, by the way, if you're ever in a restaurant and somebody comes in with a gun. I do not recommend it, the people who are hoping the Houston police can find this guy who shot and killed this would-be robber, are recommending that in that instance where somebody comes in, all right, hands in the air, but I got a gun, move, I'm going to blow your head off. You say, hold up. I need to know if that's a toy. Can you prove to me that that gun is real? Can you prove that to me? Christmas. This is how detached from reality we are in our world Today, but that's not uh, the last story that we will talk about today that is decidedly detached from reality. As promised, I have a whole bunch of them, and the one I will start with is the uh, resignation of a Columbus Dispatch columnist. Would be good news, but you and I both know they'll replace him with someone worse. So I'm browsing around social media last night, getting ready to uh, prepare for the show today. I usually take a cursory look on Sunday night, and I came across uh, what is apparently the final Metro column of uh, now former Dispatch columnist Theodore Decker. Now, I've said before of Theodore Decker that he is among the Dispatch columnists, the one who is most in touch with common sense. But that is not to say that he is... <laughs> Uh, irrevocably tethered to common sense. No, he is definitely a leftist. He is definitely a liberal. But once in a while, he's on target. Most of the time, he is not. What I find interesting is that this resignation on his part to become a, in his words, marketing writer for Denison University is a move that never would have happened when I was engaged in daily journalism at the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Like, if you got a columnist job, that was the apex of your career. It gives you the freedom to write about whatever you want to write about. And in fact, in his final column, Mr. Decker said just that, that the gig that he had was fantastic, that he worked his way up through various newspaper assignments, and that at the dispatch, it was phenomenal that he got to write about whatever he wanted to write about. And he talked about a couple people that... 
he met in the course of his job in 17 years as a Metro columnist who made an indelible impression upon him. What I find interesting is that, and this is often how it's framed with these columnist jobs, is that uh, you get to tell their stories, right? You get to tell the stories of real people. The stories are never about people who live what I guess would be considered mundane lives now, people who are happily married, people who don't come from broken families, people who have raised their kids to do well, and people whose kids are continuing to do well. Those are old-fashioned, fuddy-duddy, not-the-way-we-do-it-anymore-to-indicate-how-progressive-we-are type stories. No, the stories are always about people who have some kind of dysfunction in their life and some kind of brokenness in their life. And I get it. I've talked before about how news, the definition is, you write about the plane that crashes, not the plane that lands. But is there any major journalism anymore that extols the virtues of things that have worked down through the years. Things like hard work, sacrifice, dedication. Not really. So I noted when I saw Theodore Decker's link to his final column on Twitter that there was a comment from someone about it who is also himself engaged in the writing game. And here's his observation about Theodore Decker's resignation. We've lost a lot of journalists in recent years, not because they're dying, but because their industry is. Columnist Theodore Decker leaving the dispatch really breaks my writer-activist heart. Now, I read that and I thought, if only there were a clue in your tweet about why the newspaper industry is dying, Mr. Writer slash activist. See, the newspaper business became a lucrative business because we knew the difference between people like Theodore Decker, who wrote columns, And reporters who wrote fact-based, dispassionate news stories. But uh, we don't have that anymore. We don't have that anymore. We have people who take the license to be activist writers with their bylines that are supposed to, in the halcyon days of newspapers when they were actually making money, not bleeding it. Staying within the lines of, I'm not going to, I'm not allowed to give opinion in my story. In fact, I got a call once or twice in my 18 years at the plane dealer. Hey, there's too much opinion in your story. I'm like, there's no opinion in my story. No, there is. You use this word. You could have used this word. And I'm like, okay, I see your point. So newspapers are failing and it won't be long before the dispatch is out of business. They're already like printing six days a week. They've already moved their deadlines up to ridiculous times where I pity the poor guys in the sports department at the dispatch because when do games happen? They happen at night. They happen after their deadline. I don't know how you even presume to have a business model selling your product when you can't give people the number one thing they want to read about in the morning. But this is not a new phenomenon, this departing from how things have worked before because, you know what, if we did it better, if we did it, no, not if we did it better. If we did it different, it would be better. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be better. It would be different, but different doesn't mean better. Different doesn't mean enlightened. Different doesn't mean 
progressive, if you want progressive to mean progress. See, that's why I'm a conservative, because I actually like a lot about America's founding values. Not just their founding principles, but it's founding values that if you work hard, you get rewarded. If you're honest, that pays dividends for you in the long run. And if you cheat and lie and steal, well, you'll be found out and people will run from you because they don't want to do business with someone like you. So conservatives would like to conserve the things that made America the best country in the world. And progressives would like to progress. And I'm not against progress. I just don't see any of it in the new way of thinking. Case in point, again, right here in Columbus, uh, the Victoria's Secret CEO is out of a job. Her name is Amy Houck. She will be stepping down as the CEO of Victoria's Secret in pink in order to spend more time with her family. Yes, of course she will. Because everybody who has a million-dollar job wants and can't wait to step away from it and spend more time with their family. Now, what happened to Amy Houck is that Victoria's Secret, which replaced models with, oh, I love how this is written, liberal activist and soccer star Megan Rapino, also lesbian and out-front-in-your-face lesbian Megan Rapino, purple-hair Megan Rapino. They hired her as their spokesperson. Now, not making any value judgment about which is right. I'm just saying, Victoria's Secret probably prospered over the years. Why? Because it sold the image of beautiful women in skimpy outfits in lingerie. Who would be the audience for that. It would be women who want to be provocative in skimpy lingerie and men who want their women in skimpy lingerie. Do you think those people are people who will be attracted to buying Victoria's Secret with a purple-haired lesbian advocating for the brand? No, I don't either. Victoria's Secret also hired the first male transgender model. Yes, a transgender woman, a man in women's lingerie. Creepy, I know. Shockingly, Victoria's Secret's profit margin declined in 2022 and 2021. So I'm betting Amy Houck is not stepping down as CEO so she can spend more time with her family. I'm betting she's stepping down because she was told to step down because they would like their company to be as profitable as it used to be when they were hiring very attractive women and parading them out in front of people in very skimpy outfits. Not saying it's morally right, but it was financially profitable. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.